Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm Tierney Bricker, and I believe, like all things, Hallmark movies deserve to be loved and made fun of. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Thought. What an intro. That what a great. beautiful thought. That was Brandy philosophical. Ricker. It was mm. philosophical. That's like my that's my motto in life. And I feel like you really, really get to apply it with these movies. <laughs> yeah, you do. That <laughs> for is sure. Uh Tierney, thank you so much for joining us. Uh tell everybody uh, a little bit about yourself. Of course. Um so I work at E News. I am a features producer there, so I do stuff for the show and stuff for our online. And I've written a few times about the Hallmark Christmas Empire. Mm-hmm. And how it came to be over the years, and how it's just blown up beyond measure, especially the last few years. What's uh, what's kind of your history with the movies? Obviously, you've covered them a little bit, but how long have you been watching these movies? It's so funny because my mom makes fun of me because <laughs> I will text her before I head home for the holidays back to Long Island. I'll be like, "Make sure you record these movies." <laughs> wow. And my mom, my mom is just like, "Why?" She doesn't <laughs> get it. But I have become such a Christmas elf over the years. And I think it was my first Christmas in LA. I moved here when I was like 21. I couldn't, I was so broke. I moved here in October and I couldn't afford to go home for the holidays. And I think that like a Hallmark like character, I realized what the true spirit of Christmas was when I wasn't able to go home Mm. and spend it with my family. Wow! And so now I really like, I think I buy into that idea and the idea of Christmas really being about being with the people you love and so, yeah, I get the warm and fuzzies. I can't help it. Mm. I love it. Let's well, just cut you. it here. Let's I don't even know why we didn't do the beautiful. podcast. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're very excited to talk about a majestic Christmas. But before we do, a couple of things real quick. You guys know the drill. The the liking, on um, the social medias, at Hallmark Podcast. We love to talk to you guys on there. Find us on the iTunes. Leave a nice review. We're trying to get 1,000 by the 31st, 31st of, of some, some month. month. Whatever month yep. we get it, it's, we're going to get it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and uh, we have a live show coming up on the 21st here in the Greenville, South Carolina area. If you live in the southeast or in the entire world, fly come here. on over. What for else? Our live We'd love show. to see you. What else could you have to do the weekend of Christmas? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's right. And all proceeds it? go to the American Leprosy Mission. That's exactly right. And speaking of our good friends of the American Leprosy Mission, let's talk about them real quick. They are good friends of ours. They've partnered with us this season, um, and we're very excited to to continue to talk about what we can do collectively to help this amazing cause. Dan. What can we do collectively? Guys, we have been overwhelmed by the response of our listeners to say, hey, in this time, in this season of giving, we want to be a part of partnering with you and partnering with the American Leprosy Missions in giving to this wonderful cause. Uh, Leprosy is a disease that most people think has already been cured, and that is incorrect. In fact, um, someone gets diagnosed with leprosy every two minutes of the day. Um, And what what the American Leprosy Missions organization is, is it is an operating uh, nonprofit out of Greenville, South Carolina, that has missions uh, in every continent around the world where there are people, and they make it their 
chief goal to end leprosy, to end this scourge of a disease. And they do it based fully on the backs of your help. And so if you could take the time out of your day to go to deckthehallmark.com slash miracle, deckthehallmark.com slash miracle, you can be a part of a miracle cure today from your home or from your car, wherever you are right now. You can go to that website and any donation helps, but $30 uh, cures a kid of leprosy immediately. You can give shoes uh, there. You can, you can sign up to give $30 a month and cure children all year round for leprosy. We appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate you taking the time to think about donating to our wonderful partners over at the American Leprosy Missions. For $30, you could either go to Walmart and get frustrated at how small the aisles are. (laughs) All right. No, no, no. Wait. You can do that for free. Yeah. I know, but you're going there to shop. But also, like, the aisles aren't any smaller. They're smaller there. No. No, It's a a fact. Google At the marketplace? Google that. No. Google that. Google that. Google that. What if you just go to the self-checkout? You're fine there. Yeah. Okay. Not, the, not the checkout aisles. Regardless aisles of if aisles. you ever step foot in a Walmart, could Don't you just it. go and donate to the American Leprosy Missions? <laughs> Where shopping is a pleasure. Uh, it's time for a majestic <laughs> Christmas. It originally aired on December 2nd, 2018, and it went a little something like this. Nell is a kind-hearted architect who works for a guy who hates Christmas and hates historic buildings. She meets a guy named Connor after he accuses her of stealing out of Santa's bucket when she was retrieving her bracelet. Uh, Nell's boss, when she uh, is sending her back to her hometown to renovate the old majestic theater and make it into a new movie theater. The new owner... Connor. They're uh, going to be working together, and we find out immediately that Connor isn't much of a Christmas person, which is going to be a big problem, because this town is all about Christmas. Um, So the entire town is committed to saving and preserving the majestic. Um, And so after a, a freeze... All the water pipes burst inside the Majestic, and everybody was like, this is what you get for trying to fix it. Uh, and because of this, the final pageant that they have every Christmas Eve is not going to be able to be done in the Majestic, uh, which are really bummed about, because this was going to be the last pageant in the Majestic, and now they can't even do that. Um, so in her quest to help Connor fall more in love with the town and with Christmas, she invites him over to her family's house for dinner. And it's at that dinner that Connor offers to help pay to help make sure that the pageant does indeed happen inside the Majestic. So he's going to help make these repairs happen so that they can have the performance there. And he slowly finds himself getting more and more into the Christmas spirit thanks to the Christmas caroling and the snowman building contests and all the fun things that he do during Christmas time. Uh, while Nell and Connor talk about the past and the beauty of the season and the town, they almost kiss only to hear a loud crash. The entire set that they had been building for the, the pageant uh, was uh, was crushed by a ladder? I don't know. Uh, so they have to work around the clock to rebuild the set. So Connor agreed to help rebuild. He's really coming around that guy, and after dancing in the streets, they finally get that kiss. They decorate a Christmas tree, and they go ice skating, uh, and she heads back to New York to show her boss the plan that she has for the Majestic but also to tell him that she's going to leave 
the firm and go out on her own. But once Connor hears that she left the firm, he assumes that she left the project, which is not the case. She's going to finish out the project. So assuming the worst in her like he always does... It doesn't go over very well. Connor shows up at the pageant and he tells Nell that he wants to go with her to the to uh, to, to with her fantasy plan that she had for the majestic that helps preserve the historic nature of the building, but also uh, bringing it into this century. I guess I don't know, but anyway, she's very excited about it. They kiss and it's and it's really great. They perform in the in the uh, pageant together. After her uh, partner gets sick, she does this thing where she freezes, and it really is a thing. Uh, and so he he freezes with her, which I guess is impressive. Uh, they just... Anyways, uh, they, they found themselves under the mistletoe on stage, and so they kissed, and the whole crowd went wild, and that, my friends, was a majestic Christmas. Christmas. Mm. We did it. Love so it. Majestic. So mm. majestic. So majestic. That is a good word. I want to start... Uh, we always start with the hot, hot take, take. Mm-hmm. where we share how we feel about this movie, and I always start with one guy, and his name is Panda. Panda, what's hey. up, dude? Oh, so much. Merry Christmas, hey, brother. Merry Christmas to you, Brian. Thank you. You're looking nice tonight. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to do something a little different for my what hot take. What are you going to do? I want to start off by reading... How can you do something different for it's a hot take. It's a hot take. But I'm going to start by reading a definition. You're going to do like a soliloquy? Listen, listen. I know you're excited about this, Dan. You have a sonnet? All right, all right. Here it is. The definition of majestic. I want to start off by this. Having or showing impressive beauty or dignity. Now, can you think of something majestic, Brian, off the top of your head? It can be anything. This theater. False. Almost anything you could have thought of would be more majestic than this movie. This movie felt like a five-hour epic that went nowhere. Wow. I hate this movie so much. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I'm bold hated this movie. I don't know how that could, it, this movie could possibly elicit that level of a reaction of any kind. No, no. It was bad. Uh, I, here's my thing. Maybe I'm just crabby at this point. I think you are. Because I just don't like the plot. I don't like it. What do you know? What? What do you, mean? you don't like it. the plot. It's the like same it. plot. They're I don't like it. No, no, but I did not theater. like. Listen, no, 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 false. <laughs> this is. It's a terrible movie. Wow, it's a terrible film. Man, Tierney, bring us back up. <laughs> well, I was going to say I was not excited about this one. Just from hearing about the conflict, like, you could predict the storyline obviously as soon as you hear about it, but. I was pleasantly surprised, and I think it's mostly because of Jerrica Hinton. I thought mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. actually fantastic mm. as the lead. I agree. I would agree um, with that, and actually. And she carried this movie like a backpack. She hopefully got some free massages from Hallmark <laughs> after this. Um, but I have to agree that I think they only plotted out half the movie. Mm. And then we're like, oh, crap. We're only at minute 45. We got to <laughs> add steak. So a ladder is going to fall. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but Jerrica, I honestly was so impressed by, um, and I know they were. A lot of people were talking about this movie because it has. It's one of the first times that Hallmark has had two black leads, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know it was a big deal for her too because on Instagram she had posted she is finally giving folks like my mom what they've always wanted, and that she was so proud to be in the first batch of black um, Christmas movies from yeah. Hallmark. So that's awesome. I liked that. Yeah. Um, I guess later we could talk about maybe they could have found an equal for her in terms of a leading man. Maybe they could have, you know, (laughs) made it a good movie. (laughs) This movie's a dumpster fire. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm (laughs) still first. Jerrica Hinton made this movie for her mom. No, she, she was great. Listen, listen, she was great. I'm not knocking her. She was great. Okay. She was great. I, 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 I can give that props. Okay. But the movie itself, the, the plot is ridiculous. It, it, it's really dumb. Wound no, up I'm here. just, just upset by this. You're not I'm, used, you know what? I'm done. 
It takes a, it takes I'm a lot of here. mental fortitude to do what I do each and every podcast, and you're just coming on I'm, really I'm, strong. No, it just cracks. It, this you're one's going to run out of gas. I this one broke me. Loved. Oh this gosh. One. Yeah, you did. I was pleasantly charmed by it. Now, I think I might have to argue. Yeah. Yeah. I I do agree. I so about 45 minutes in, I was like, this is like up there for me. I was so into this movie. I do agree that the last half of this movie did not live up to what the first half of this movie brought me, but I loved it. I I agree. She was fantastic. She, like this is this is the 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 beauty I think of uh, bringing a little bit of diversity into these movies is it did feel a little bit different and it, and it wasn't even all that much different but it was just a little bit different it was mm-hmm. enough different to, yeah. to 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 make me go yay I'm ready to go I'm energized let's watch some more of these movies I love this movie big fan of it and let's go to Dan top three. No, not top three for okay. the scene. It would, the top first forty five minutes were top three yeah. for me, but the rest, it, yeah. So yeah. I legitimately like love going to the movie theater. Like it's a big thing for me. Like it is my favorite thing to do. It's a cathartic experience. Even a bad movie at the theater, there's something about the experience. It's great. I love going to old movie theaters. Uh, Pat Oswalt wrote one of my favorite books called Silver Screen Fiend about old movie theaters, which I love. I even love a movie called The Majestic with Jim Carrey, directed by Frank Darabont, that most people didn't like, but I love it. Um, this is a golden opportunity um, uh, to, to have this movie about an old theater, which I thought was a very different idea for a plot. Mm-hmm. And they have a lead that is great. And somehow, against all of those odds that seem to be stacked in their favor, it is a face plant of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it is really, Preach. really bad. And I got to the point where I felt bad. I, I do feel like the better title is A Majestic Christmas, A Thinly Veiled Manipulation. Because, <laughs> because basically this whole movie is Nell tricking Connor into doing all the things she wants to do. And Connor doesn't seem terribly interested in Nell for some reason, but still they fall in love at the end of the movie after he's literally been tricked time and time again, and it, it, it just adds up oh. to a big bag of nothing. How do you screw up a tableau? Like... All you do is stay still. And, and okay. <laughs> like, but the thing about the tableau, it actually solved one of my, like, one of the tropes of Hallmark movies, which is somehow they put on productions with no rehearsals. Right. <laughs> and you don't need to rehearse. You're just standing Perfect. still, which no. maybe they did need to rehearse more because they messed it up. Yeah. But. That is true. I just felt like I just, it, it was, it was. Like they were like, hey, we've got this great diverse cast. Let's make sure we make just as crappy a movie as we always make. Um, and and, it, they, and did. they succeeded. Oh boy, you guys, you guys are the worst. I don't even know. I, listen, it's, stop, stop. It's I'm done with you. Also, I'm staying through the maje- end of the majestic project. That is all it would take for them not to be any drama at the end of this exactly. movie. Exactly. Yeah. I'm staying through the end of the majestic project. That's right. Okay. Uh, it's time for all the feels. The part of the show where we talk about what gave us those Christmas feels. Tierney, what, you, what gave you those uh, feels? Oh, there was a moment where she was talking about how much she appreciates being able to go home for the holidays. Mm. And obviously that hit me a little bit just because I really appreciate being able to take time to spend with my family when I go home um, to Long Island. And then I actually have to say their dance in the street got me a little mm, bit. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of that, you know, essential rom-com moment that we all sort of dream of having. Just yeah, not I upstate New York where we're yeah. not wearing proper winter gear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Briar Falls is actually the warmest part of New York. <laughs> so you don't know, it dips in elevation a little bit, Tierney. I know you're from Long Island, but just try to keep up with the New York ge- geography a little bit better. <laughs> um, for me, it was the it, tableau. 
The tableau, sure. Now, this is my, I don't know, you know, I'm not a very cultured human. This is my first experience with the tableau. And I was oddly fascinated by it when it happened. I was like, this is somewhat magical. Uh, Until, you know, they stopped doing what they were doing. But the the first move and there's snow falling on them, I was like, oh, this is fun. (laughs) So then I'm like, how do I go to tableau school? And uh, guys, I'm excited to tell you next week Mm, I'm diving in. Tableau you. Tableau you. Um, So here's the, the... I will say the the fact that somehow a movie that ends on a stage doing a tableau somehow they managed to find a way to make that the scene where they kiss and snowfall yeah. impressive to yeah. say the least. <laughs> um, and also like the dancing in the street, I think would have worked better for me if it would not have been just so like he's clearly a professional dancer. Like right. the actor yeah. clearly like like it's not just a simple dance. He is doing like a full bit there. Yeah. Um, and, and how he, many takes do you think it took until they were just like, fine, just do the dance. Yeah, like, that's right. Like he's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pulling Connor, back as much yeah, as I can. Connor keeps like, I can do like, this. I got my fancy that. shoes. That's, that's right. My- <laughs> Tell him about him. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, that was as close to an all. Those two moments, the dance in the street and the tableau were as close as all the feels got for me, but it really neither one really hit home. Panda? Uh, for me, it was the dancing as well. I think that is a genuinely cool scene. Because you have the majestic sign in the background, they're dancing mm-hmm. out on the street. That's that's actually, I will say this, as close as I've seen a Hallmark movie get to like good cinematography, like just like the picture being actually a pretty cool s- screen set. Like it was yeah. cool. Which is uh, why. Did you guys see their single shot that they tried to do? They tried to pull the single take when Connor was walking into the <laughs> preparations for I'd... the dance. He did. They they did a single shot where he walked through the preparations, and I was like. Is Hallmark really going for it? They want the Emmy. What, what in the Aaron Sorkin they is call, going they on? They called Aaron Sorkin and they said, can you come? And he's like, no, just try your best. Yeah. <laughs> he said Thomas Schlamme, who directs all of his stuff. That's Shlomi. true. <laughs> That's 100% true. It I'm not true. making it up. It's not uh, guys, it's time uh, for the way up. But before we do, it's time to talk about our good friends, our second partner that we're very excited about, Communities in School. Uh, we love them, and we would love for you guys to help us, to, to contribute with us in helping this amazing nonprofit. Dan, tell uh, them how. It is officially December, and we are getting close to Christmas break for high schools all around the nation, and that usually is a time of family and fun and a rest from school. But for some kids, roughly 20% of kids in our nation, uh, things do not get any easier over Christmas break because they are already struggling to get to school and to stay in school, whether it be a transportation problem, whether it be a money problem, a family problem, uh, whatever that may be. The answer to how do we help these kids is communities in schools. This is a nationwide nonprofit currently operating in 26 states in Washington, D.C., but looking to expand and continuing to do so. And what they do is is they come along schools in in areas, and they they are here in Greenville, South Carolina, so we know this firsthand. They come along schools, and they find the kids that need another chance or need some resources to help them. They've given out mattresses to sleep. They've helped with money. They've helped with resources. They've helped with a tough family life, regardless of what it is. These people, when they interact with students and these students receive their resources, they have a 99% graduation rate. And I cannot tell you, as a principal, firsthand, I cannot tell you just how important it is to walk across that stage and get a diploma. It is a life-changing moment that uh, leads to opportunities being opened up on a regular basis. Communities in schools is that answer. We are thrilled that they're our partner. And if you want to help out, if you want to be part of the joy of the season, go to deckthehomework.com slash joy. Deckthehomework.com slash joy. <coughs> And you can give to communities in schools today. Thanks so much for being willing to partner with us as we partner with communities in schools. Thank you. 
It's time for the Wait What. We're very excited about these. There's probably a lot of them. Uh, it's the part of the show where we talk about when this movie made us go, wait, what? And, I, and I'll kick us off, I think. Um, so there, we've talked about the fact that they, it's, they were trying some different things here from a, uh, from a cinematography standpoint. Yeah. Uh, one thing they did, uh, there was a weird silhouette scene. And uh, so they're like... At the the window, and there's a there's a thing there, so you can't see, but you see their silhouettes, and they pick up the bags and they walk out. I just didn't understand. It's weird. It's I weird didn't bit. understand what they were going for there. It almost it almost felt like this movie was always about to go into a, like a song, like a musical, like with some of the things that I was like, "Ooh, are they gonna sing here?" They never did. Uh, but that was mm-hmm. one of those things that I was just very confused as to why they decided to to roll that way. Uh, and my my second thing is is they have a they have a, a Christmas tree decorating scene and uh, they put the star on first. Who? Who are yeah. you? You can't do you? that. You're a monster. You yep. are. <laughs> what are you doing with you your life? You claim to love Christmas yep. and you put the you star You don't do that. It's first. almost like if you claim to love Christmas and haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Guys. Oh. Get some. We're fine. We're yeah. fine. Got him. Panda. <laughs> Listen, some of the worst writing I've seen in a Hallmark movie is in I don't this. like this side of you. No, You're bumming I, me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what bummed me out, Dan? When she says the line, Nell says the line, do you ever feel like a round peg trying to fit in a square hole? I've got news, Panda, but go ahead and tell them. <laughs> That will fit. It will every time. <laughs> every time. A square peg will not round, will not fit in a round, round hole, hole, but a round pe- hole, round peg pe- will fit in a square, square hole. It does. Every time. Every time. Mm. And okay. I've got some no. bad news. Here's what you oh, missed you, out. You oh, missed no. out. The square's tiny. It's a big. It's a big it's, round. It's a big round. I just peg. feel like a big squ- round peg in a tiny square <laughs> hole. No, no, no. It's the. It's. It look. It would have taken one pass of editing in the in the in the script to go. No, 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 Jerry. It's it's square peg round hole. Ah, that's it. How does that so, get even all the way down to the actress and she doesn't catch that? Like no, guys, like that's, so round round peg <laughs> is a square, and you try it, and there you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, it was that was a mess. You're one hundred percent right. That is that is that's bad writing. Uh, I mean, I could also mention that at one point that he another guy yells out, "Come on, Barry, that's a bunch of hooey," which is not, <laughs> which is preposterous. But I, I think the other thing I'll just go ahead and mention is that at one point. Uh, Connor says after they plug in the lights and they light up a gazebo, which is all they do, he goes, wow, this town really goes all out for Christmas. Uh, I want to point that uh, this out. That's not going all out for Christmas. I will will say all their 12 days of Christmas could have just been one day and then it would have been something. But instead they had 12 very small things. The whole thing took like five hours. (laughs) All 12. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, this is my problem with the movie as a whole. It's just those small things add up to, to making just not a great movie yeah tyranny mm-hmm. um well i was gonna say i think briar falls is sort of a knockoff stars hollow from gilmore girls yeah. mm-hmm. it kind of had its little you know i think barry was their kirk ellis cafe was luke's diner mm. i was like oh so someone wow. was a fan of gilmore girls on the writing team um okay i have a quiz for you guys oh fun. Ooh. okay jerica hinton is 37 years old yep. right sure the actor who plays her father is from orphan black his yep. name is kevin hanford really good actor mm-hmm. how old do you think he is i know the answer to this is one it, so i'll remove myself from this. i tried to look it up and then i was like i'm just gonna be so I'm disappointed say, i think he's i think he's uh younger than 50 i think he's 40, 42 42 he's 44 if i'm if yes he is <laughs> that is seven years so, that. You know what? i almost want to applaud hallmark for flipping that standard where it's usually a woman 
woman who is cast like who is two yes. years older than someone cast well, as the mother. How about um, the so, yeah, uh, seven years apart? How about the guy that played Connor? He had to be younger than Jerrica Hinton, correct? He, they are basic. I think they're the same age. Mm. He was born in eighty. Um, so yeah, that was one of my weight. But, but they were like, let's just put a cardigan them, on. I was him. like. <laughs> If you were, if you t- tuned in halfway through, you would think they were just, you know, peers working on this exactly, uh, together. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then also in the New York scenes, I have been to New York City. No one puts bagels on paper towel folders. <laughs> Thank you. What? What? That? <laughs> no. That was sacrilege. When it's freezing out, I, yeah. I could not believe it. I was appalled. It is so, like they Hallmark hates the big city so much. Every time you're in a big city, there's an uncovered coffee and bagel stand. And it's like, <laughs> forget the fact that the bagels are clearly going to go bad and they're not going to be good. Like there's no covering. They're in New York <laughs> City in December. It's that Hallmark's like, well, we spit on you, big city. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spit well, on I you mean, the fact that we are just now getting to a movie theater, possibly being too modern for a town. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's a megaplex. Multiplex. <laughs> multiplex. Yeah, close though. <laughs> Multiplexes. Yeah. Uh, Dan? Um, so I I think early on, and stay with me, I was really pulling for the multiplex to be built. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not because I don't love a good historic theater, but, but I thought, man, um, one, I want to see them fit four theaters in this tiny space. <laughs> uh, and, but also, like, it seems as though the Majestic can't really run itself. There's no seating in the Majestic. <laughs> they have pulled out chairs from a closet somewhere. They don't even have rows in the Majestic. <laughs> Times are tough at the Majestic. Maybe the best thing for it is to turn it into a multiplex. Just saying. Second of all, I really, like by the end of the movie, I believe firmly that the Save the Majestic campaign was a vocal minority. <laughs> Um, because I kept waiting for this big rally or this big, like, Barry leads the troops, and it's like six people wearing green hats. (laughs) Like, the first, when uh, Nell says, does everyone in this town have one of those hats on? Or maybe Connor says it. Literally, we've seen two people with a hat on. That's it. Like, Barry is sounding like the town cares, but it's almost like the town doesn't care. Like, I just never bought it. It's hard to know how many people are in this town. That's right. Not enough to where like oh. we could not spot out the individual green hats. I'd also like to point out just Barry's full of hooey. Yeah, he is uh, full of hooey. Just full of it. But also, like, how big of a town is Briar Falls? 40 miles from the nearest theater, that's got to be pretty small. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, you'd think we'd see more than six hats. I mean, they thought lighting up the gazebo was a big event, mm. so I mean. <laughs> Maybe is. they ran out of money for the hats. <laughs> I don't know. Those are my way ones. It's time for What the Hallmark, the the last segment of the show, and we talk about uh, what in this movie would like to maybe know more about, maybe what happened before the movie or after that would give some clarity to some questions that we have. Uh, my, my first one, I'll go first. My first and only, I think, is the, the virtual reality arcade. Um, <laughs> while I'm sure a virtual reality arcade exists, yeah. I, I, I've never been to one, nor no. do I know of one that does exist, and I would like to maybe... Uh, give it a test drive. But the fact that <laughs> this guy says in his tiny little yeah. theater, we're gonna put the we're gonna put the screens. Don't worry. But a must have is a virtual reality arcade, <laughs> which sounds like something but, that would be futuristic in like two thousand three. Right. right? <laughs> like the town's already upset. <laughs> that, like they don't seem like the type of people that are like, ooh, yeah. virtual reality. This arcade. multiplex is gonna have wireless internet. <laughs> <laughs> which if, if, if all it is is like. Uh, Fallon does this thing where he plays like virtual reality uh, Pictionary, which mm-hmm. is like just super gimmicky. Like if if that's all the virtual reality arcade is, I'm so in. I love it. <laughs> yeah, gimmick. you're in. Panda. Uh, 
Look, I guess for me, if I'm going to know one thing about what's going to be going on in the future here is the plans on how they were going to try to on the second level, which I don't think there is a second level to the Majestic, really. It's like an attic. It's like an attic, but they were going to have a full museum up there. And I'm... I want to see how they're going to rewrite the laws of physics, right. time, space, and right. all those kind of things to fit that non-existent second with, floor with in. Four screens with four by screens. The way. I yeah. just want to know. I, that's the, the, I really genuinely would love to have seen how they redid the majestic because they give us snapshots of what they're picturing. I just I couldn't pull it together in my mind. Just mm. couldn't. Mm. Dan. So there are two characters I really need more information on. One, the real estate agent yeah. for Connor. <laughs> Come on. All right, first of all, you won yard of the year just putting up decorations for a client of yours? Dude, you're the best real estate agent of all time, period. Or it's the fact that the gazebo is a big deal. <laughs> so they're like, two trees and just white lights. Oh, my. Um, I think I would have won. Yeah, I like think you probably house, would have. Your house is looking good. Though. Yeah, and it's got a snow something pun out there. What does it say? Snow. No, it, it won't be long. Before. Oh, my gosh. What? Right. The last guy, and this guy I really need to know some information on, um, and I believe his name is Roy. Yeah. Uh, he's the bearded guy that works in the Majestic, and I'd love to tell yes. you what he does, but I'm not sure what he does. <laughs> is, is he a plumber? Is he a stagehand? Is he just a creeper that, like, shows up, and he's like, I'll take a look <laughs> yeah, at your pipes this for you. Gonna, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've assessed the damage, and it's gonna. We shut it down. Who is this guy? I don't he's know. the most depressed guy I've he, seen. He walks in off the street, and he's just like, "Well, a ladder just fell. How does a ladder just fall? How do you misread water damage?" Like he literally was like, "Shut her down." And the next scene, it's like, turns out Roy was wrong. We can still <laughs> fix it. I was hoping that when the ladder fell, it was gonna be like a phantom type thing. <laughs> the opera, the like, phantom like a, of the majestic. I would yeah. love that. No, no, no. It I could have been the ghost of his his aunt. What was it, Emma? Ooh, sure, maybe? that would have been. Great. Mm, now, home that's a better that. movie. It is a better movie. But I need to know more about Roy, and I'd be willing to watch a whole movie. Maybe if Bingo Jones is the soundtrack. That's it. Wow. <laughs> uh, and that 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 brings us to our, our very last one. Tierney, take us take us Hello. away and wrap us up. Well, we know Nell's parents love Christmas. Connor's parents, who honestly dropped their kid off and jetted off to spend Christmas alone, they left him in this town. They're going to come and spend the holidays with the most Christmas-obsessed parents. I need to see yes. that dinner. Well, I was just confused at how much time Connor spent in Briar Falls yeah, as I a child. Too. Like, Was it not weird seeing Ella kiss a grown man yes. on the yeah. head that yes. she hasn't seen since he yes. was 10? Because I get the feeling she's not that much older than him. No. Oh, no. It was it was a weird bit. I just don't know. Like, Was Connor around for a few summers, or did he grow up in Briar Falls? Well, they don't really establish it because they make it sound like he's been here for a while, but then at another point, no one seems to like remember him early on. He was oh. there long enough to make the little ornament, but not long enough to care about the city. There is something I have to add, and I know oh. that this is a shift, but I have to add a what the hallmark. If I don't say this, I'd be remiss. Um, I am really concerned about whoever constructed the ice skating rink with live, lit Christmas trees <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> Like, that is an electrical fire waiting to happen. There are park benches, Christmas trees, and lights that are plugged into the ice, I guess. And there are people skating all through them in this movie. Somebody's going to die. This movie had more Christmas trees, I think, than most. Because even the boss who got mad over her little decorations had a giant tree in his office. Yeah. Yeah. I I just want... I also... Yeah. I want to know more about him as well, because his disdain for her like 
fine. Like she can, I feel like she can decorate her little cubicle thing or whatever yeah. if she wants to. God bless her. They would. I, I actually have a legitimate question here, and this is from the beginning. Like this is a real question. Sorry, the Keystone. Can you just walk away with the Keystone when you're like serving? Like I have to know. That's a real question. I don't know. Because she, she does. She just Hallmark, is like, hey, I found this key. Hallmark clearly has a handle on what an architect does. I mean, maybe we'll just trust him on it. <laughs> or just take the keystone. Seems like it's laying around. I'll Guys, take it. We did just it. at Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Tierney, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, You've been t- a delight. Oh, tell everybody guys, how they can, a- they can see your stuff, read your things, and all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, if you want to read any of my stuff, you can go to eonline.com. And then if you want to follow me on any of the socials, it's at tbrick2. Um, Tyler, who has at T-Brick, if you're out there, you know, you can answer me eventually Tyler. since you never Come tweet. Come on, Tyler. God. <laughs> Tyler. Get it together. That's yeah, going to be the next, that's going to be our next, the next season of the show. It's going to be, it's going <laughs> to take a real turn. It's going to be investigative. <laughs> Serial. <laughs> Serial. Tyler was seen Missing at the Best Tyler. Buy with the call. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> where you at? That's it. Uh, <laughs> I tried to do something there that didn't work. It didn't work at all. So that's why I love you. Uh, Kringles, first of all. To Kringles. All of you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back for more this week. Believe it or not. Mm. Can't believe it. Leave a review on the things, and, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas.